you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Around the NFL podcast. Didn't really understand today's segment before we started. No, never a good sign. (laughs) From the Chris Wessling podcast studio, it's Around the NFL. I'm Dan Hansis, heroes here. Greg Rosenthal, Mark Sessler, and yes... Today's segment, I'm excited to have the conversation um, about Spicy V Frisky, as teased on the flagship show on Sunday night. Uh, Mark did address me privately in the newsroom. Oh, wow. Uh, curious slash apprehensive about but, no, hold it. No, wait, what hold the it. segment hold was about, stop. Just how stop. long it would be, um, and I said, just let it flow through you, bro. Just yeah, sometimes you gotta let the segment have a free flowing conversation. When I hear free, like when Greg says free flowing conversation, I know what that means. What does it mean? It's a little spicy. I first of all, this is a, the wrong way for you to start the episode. Why? Because because this is being open what, with the audience. Because what happens when a segment goes totally south and just lands like a hot air balloon filled with rocks on a countryside? We ignore you'll, it. You'll get texts saying sort of after, you know, guys, I don't really think that you understood what was going on there. We've got to be a little more focused. So I'll go out of my way and say, what, are you, what was your thought for this? Because there's no lead up to it. And then you turn around and say, like, oh, you're overly concerned about the segment. You're not free-flowing enough. I will, I'll be okay. as free-flowing as you could possibly imagine. Oh, we got this mark today. I like it. Well, I mean, it, because free. it is just simply twist and bend into the narrative that fits your Wait a second. Life view. Wait a second. Pump oh, yeah. the brakes. I'm just saying you came to me and said you were you were you had questions about how the segment was going to go. And I said, let it flow through you. I'm going to start recording our conversations. <laughs> I think that's the next I am step. I'm absolutely excited about what's occurring. <laughs> I mean, uh, I think that's the next step in our relationship is only having conversations that are recorded. Most of them on the podcast, <laughs> but even outside the podcast, record them. I think it makes a, a ton of sense at this stage. I, and also, Mark, not, don't get mad at me. Of course not. Because there's a different, you have a different uh, battlefront 
to deal with, and it's uh, it's a different colleague of ours. If you remember Sunday's show, um, after a Browns highlight, you had some things to say. Well, someone else had some things to say back. Let's listen in. What is happening? And, man, DJ, you want to talk <laughs> about <laughs> the wow. skin of your teeth. Yeah, professional, DJ. I mean, DJ worked for the Browns, and it didn't go great from what I recall. So oh! maybe there's a little I, – I mean, he moved on to a, a, the Ravens, which is a more successful. Oh, Daddy's got a scratch. Just laughing at the <laughs> Wow, Sessler, really? After after wow. I've spared you from from all of our heat. First of all, so many things wrong with this whole thing. Okay, first of all, I was with the Browns for two years, one of which was a ten-win season. Which I don't know if Sessler's familiar, having been a fan of that team for a long time. Those don't come around very often. So that was the first year. The next year, four and twelve were gone. I came to the Browns from the Ravens, so he's got his timeline all screwed <laughs> up. I mean, Buck, I just I, mean, like, I felt like he's the most knowledgeable of, of the around the NFL guys. I feel like he's the most respectable. <laughs> and the sad thing is, even as ridiculous as this is, he doesn't lose his standing because that's just how bad the rest of the group is. So, you know, True. just just disappointing True. all the way around True. from Sessler. Not one to let facts get in the way of a good story. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd ask right, DJ let's this. Let's move on. If we have any other clips from uh, no, some we're of done our more respected DJ. podcasts, maybe uh, – if Benetta has something yeah. to say, let's let's run that in the, in the future. Let's just keep the around the NFL stuff off here. This is a respectable program. I don't want to sully it with those guys. By the way, they don't even they don't even send that podcast out anymore. He just comes in here and they do it because it's part of the contract. The mics aren't on anymore, <laughs> no. but we caught that with some parabolic microphones. Yes, Mark, your response. I can't stay out of these um, quasi. Uh, Feuds, uh, but I and I not that was not what I was aiming for there. But I, would I mean, just, you took a shot at him. It felt like you were showing a little bit of your Browns fandom too. You were upset in that moment. Well, I know because the only clip that I have from that moment in their um, their excellent broadcast, I'd imagine other otherwise was just giggling at the way the game ended. I didn't hear any. I didn't hear words. I just heard giggling. Like and that's the, you didn't like that. And I so I so I would, you found I, you were offended by that. By Cade York say, missing another kick to I the right. I wouldn't say like, offended because special. I haven't thought about it since I made that comment. But mm. um, I would say for someone that is respected, the acumen is so high as DJ's that he professionally made the decision go to go from. I assumed he went from the Browns to the Ravens because he was becoming sure. more intelligent. Right. He went from the Ravens to the Browns. Right. During that era. Some type of disconnect mentally. That's that's. I'm asking a second question now. Right. So. Spicy, if that. you're spicy, you're just spicy. Spicy oh. food stays spicy for the most part. <laughs> if you, yes. We'll leave it there. Good response, though. But I will table my right. issues with you because right. that does me no favors to continue down that path. Well, I just I didn't think that I, I had done anything wrong, but I of wanted course you didn't. to redirect it for sure at someone else. Sure. That's, that's a well a well-weathered strategy. <laughs> you, need to, you want to redirect that sassy energy elsewhere. Uh, so, yes, we will be hitting frisky or spicy in the NFL as we enter week six. Uh, but And, of course, the Thursday night football preview, which I know we're all pinching ourselves. Primetime Washington at Chicago. But before we do any of that, let us hit the news. Do you follow the Eagles at all, Paul? Yeah. I mean, my gosh, you guys are the number one, the uh, only undefeated team. Of course. Way to reel it back, well, Paul. Way to reel it back. Not the number one. You can't be as excited. Just 4-0. Not the number one. Well, Not the number No. <laughs> the number one, according to Dan Hansis power rankings today. Thank you, Paul Rudd. And the Eagles are no longer number one in the power rankings. Uh, that was from that Kelsey Brothers podcast. Um 
and you could check out my thoughts and Steve Weish's thoughts who filled in for a under the weather Connie Wolf. That's why she's not on today's show on the Power Rankings podcast. Man, Rudd is plugged in. Rudd is plugged in on the Power Rankings. I was so confused about what was happening in that drop until the very end, and then I should have known. It's Paul Rudd giving his right. boy Dan some pop. Right. I, I, Justin maybe could have used some video there to give the, the mm. context that was necessary, but, you know, Justin, that, that's okay, buddy. It well, happens. Kelsey Brother hands us shout out. <laughs> We're all good now. Uh, Matt Rule is out in Carolina, as we kind of predicted on the Sunday night show. Uh, after a 1-4 and four start to the 2022 season, the Panthers fired Rule on Monday. The team announced uh, defensive game, passing game coordinator slash secondary coach Steve Wilkes takes over as interim coach. Of course, Wilkes had spent one season as head coach of the Cardinals before getting whacked there. Some might say unfairly so. David Tepper is the owner of the Panthers, and David Tepper is sick of losing and sick of the team that he bought for billions not being relevant he was asked by a reporter, uh, what constitutes success for the Panthers moving forward? Now, you've mentioned the phrase getting over the hump several times. What does that look like to you? And it's it's winning. Duh. Winning. 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 Can you, can you quantify that as far as the number of wins? Is it a Super Bowl appearance? Is it going to the playoffs? Winning more this year than you did last year. Having the appearance of winning more than you did Duh. last year. Looking like you're going to win more than you did last year. You know, by that definition, you know, I don't think we're over the hump. Mm, the Tiger blood explanation from Tepper, who also noticed, noted that, Greg, part of the reason why he decided to make the move now, he didn't feel the team was competitive and the effort was where it needed to be in a blowout loss to the Niners. And he saw too many damn people wearing red in his stadium. The colors of the 49ers, Matt Rule, history in the NFL. Yeah, quite a boring um, two-plus years as head coach. Like, I thought they actually had some things going schematically as an offense that first year that got you thinking, okay, like, there might be something here with the way he coaches up offense, but it really went into a shell the last year and a half. I mean, it was tough to watch. As the defense got better, the offense got worse. He didn't really seem to have a problem connecting with his players. That wasn't it. It was just like such a blah hire, ultimately. People wanted Matt Rule and David Tepper. You know, they sort of talked about like he won the battle for Matt Rule, but it ended up like that was not a battle that you wanted to win. And I think Matt Rule came in with the Temple and Baylor rebuilding scenarios that maybe Tepper thought when they really connected. I mean, there were these long features about how Tepper and Rule had this great connection when they met, and it was just like he was like, I'm going to get my guy. I'm sure they did. Well, no, but so all these stories seem to start that way, right? Only yeah. these great meetings behind closed doors. I saw the real guy, the real coach. And I think Matt Rule is a personable guy. I mean, from what we know, he's been on our show. He seemed like a good dude. You were, you were a big Rule I guy. Was, but I was, but I'm not saying I'm not. It's just that I think it's a lesson in the – it's another example of – High-fluting college coach learns that the NFL is a completely different job, and also it's an impossible job when your quarterback play gets worse and worse. And I know they tried to court Matthew Stafford; that didn't work. They thought about Deshaun Watson; that didn't happen. 
I mean, I guess had you gotten Stafford, you'd be in a better position. I'm not sure they would be with the way this team's built in general, just with the way the franchise is. You cannot survive into year three with the quarterback play they've had. And Tepper, I think, is going to learn because his well, first move. Yeah, I mean, that was all his decisions. Well, that's but that's they also right. could, they went they tried to get guys they, they couldn't all, get them. Darnold and Baker were Plan Bs. Right. So I don't know. Mark, finish your point because then I, I want to say, say one say other something thing here. that like yeah. Tepper Tepper watching that press conference right there. I've been attached as a fan to a team with some ownership issues, and the first thing he did was give Rule a sixty-two million dollar seven-year deal that agitated the rest of the owners. And now when I hear him talking, now he's got to talk football and explain what he's looking for. I think you learn as an owner that it's not easy just because you were a billionaire hedge fund guy or whatever it is you did somewhere else. This is a completely different type of job. And it takes a lot of misses sometimes to get it right. And this was a big miss. It was a big miss. I mean, the results are the results. I think there is some... I guess this could come off as a defensive bit of rule, but there's, to me, some chicken or egg stuff going on here because... If you don't have a quarterback, and not only are they not, I know we had Teddy and we've had those conversations in year one, uh, Greg, but. They were an average offense and like one of the worst defenses in the league okay. year one. So, average offense, and we've talked about their defense did get better under his tenure, but the offense cratered when Sam Darnold was brought in and played poorly, then got injured. Then you go in and you bring in Baker, and Baker stinks too. And it's like, yeah, maybe Matt Rule can't coach at this level, or maybe he was just in a terrible situation. And that's this is what happens. Of his own devising, though, what Tepper said, I think that was telling in the press conference was he wanted the balance between coach and GM to be more evenly balanced in the future. Rule did whatever he wanted. That was the thing. He gave Teddy a contract guaranteeing him two years that when no one else was going to give him that amount of money to do it and then decided to just eat the second year out of nowhere and then gave Darnold a contract and trade they uh, picked terms up the option, that no right? one else would. Mm-hmm. No, they gave him an extension. Oh, they gave him right. two years guaranteed. And so like he was doing things that no one was making him do. And he was ultimately in charge of personnel. You got the feeling they still haven't fired Scott Fitter. They said that's our GM right now, uh, <laughs> but he might not be. In the future, and kiss Tep- of death, right there. Tepper's made some pretty big mistakes. I mean, he is in litigation because of a half-built practice facility in South Carolina that's literally Woof. there and is abandoned, and they're having you know uh, a big problem with with the state of South Carolina right now. And they bought, oh, by the way, they still don't have an indoor practice facility, which almost every NFL team has. So he's he's come up against some things and. I, I never like when you hear, like, we want to do the opposite this time around. You know what I that's mean? That's what like, I mean about the ownership that, thing. That worries me. You, you, you hopscotch every two years between – and, Dan, to your thing, you're right. Like, you could defend Rule because he didn't have a quarterback, but the ultimate lesson for anyone taking one of these jobs is if you don't have a quarterback by year three, you're out. Right. Right. You're you out. You need it. You need it, and they never got it. And the draft, even with uh, some misfortune with the, this past draft class, it, it you know it, there wasn't a, a setup well for them to go get somebody. Then he could tie himself to a young quarterback that maybe would have bought him more time. It just wasn't happening. Well, part of it was Stafford and Deshaun Watson didn't want to play there. Right. You know, Stafford made it pretty clear he did not want to be on the Panthers, that, according to reports. And he made the right decision because now he has a Super Bowl ring in Los Angeles. By the way, that half-built facility in South Carolina, that's 
pretty symbolic for where they're at as an organization right now. Yeah. yeah. Probably also has squatters living plans, in at this point, don't you think? Big plans. There's big money behind it somewhere, but all of a sudden there's a stall right now, and it's just like, what is happening You feel a little for Steve Wilkes, who had a great run as defensive coordinator in Carolina. I don't know if you guys remember that, like five years ago or so, uh, taking over a situation that just feels like you're kind of wasting your time for the next 30 Yeah, stopgap scenario. Uh, in other news, NFL referee Carl Cheffers explained himself or attempted to uh, the shocking call um, on Monday Night Football in which uh, Derek Carr gets taken down uh, on a sack by Chris Jones, who yanks the ball out, falls down because where else is he going to go? And they throw the flag and – the crowd in Arrowhead, and good job by them. I really enjoyed the way the Kansas City home crowd really gave it to the officials for like 10 straight minutes. Yeah. He, he was shaky. Did you see that clip of him announcing a, a call a little bit later? And he was shaken, I right. think, because of the crowd reaction and because of Andy Reid yelling at him. For well, that doesn't feel minutes. good as a human. So uh, you have that situation, and it's obviously a lot of conversation right now around the protection of the quarterback, the Tua situation obviously in play, but this has been going on uh, for years now where we've talked about the personal fouls and the hits of the quarterback. Uh, there was a report I saw this morning that the NFL is going to reexamine the situation. Should this be something that you can challenge or take a look at before you decide to make game-altering calls? The Chiefs, they won, uh, even though they were on the wrong side of that call. The Falcons on Sunday, they lost, and maybe because of Grady Jarrett, uh, getting called with another bogus penalty uh, on a sack of Tom Brady on third down late in the, their loss to uh, Tampa Bay. Brady was on the uh, his Let's Go podcast. Let's listen in. A lot of talk today, a lot of conspiracy theories. Oh, man. Um, was it roughing the passer? Jim Gray. <laughs> He's funny. <laughs> It was it was a it was a it was a long hug, a long unwelcomed hug from Grady, and uh, he was in the backfield all day. So, as I said after the games, I don't throw flags, and what I do throw is tablets. And uh, I didn't have one accessible at that time. Gray's so laugh. He had a hell of a game. That's I'll leave it at that. Greg, that's your free flowing conversation. Right that's there. pretty good. That was good. It's also, I believe, at halftime of the uh, Monday Night Football games, or maybe in the pregame. So people should check that out too. Oh, there you go. Um, <laughs> you know, I have a little bit of an issue with Brady on this. He's forty-five. He is really the face of the NFL. He's arguably the most famous NFL player who's ever lived. Um, just like in in terms of like the game, like just come out and say it. Like, yeah, that you know that call went for us, and it. it it helped my team win a game, but obviously that might be something we want to look at because Grady Jarrett and the Falcons are fighting hard and made a big play there, and maybe we should make sure we're getting a play like that right. Why is he playing the the cute, winky, uh, you know, grab butt with Jim Gray card there? Oh, and by the way, he's signed a <laughs> massive... You never want to play the grab butt with Jim Gray card. He's signed That's a massive broadcasting deal. So you'd like to think that he'd have some critical thought already about things like this and give us a fair take. But well, no. I just don't like that he has these pre-written <laughs> lines that I s- suspect he didn't write. Like, I feel like his social media crew, uh, you know, like he came in. That was a, that was a pre-written The bit. tablet he, banger there? He yeah. knew the question was coming. And, it's because they were going to bang. The, 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 the tablet bit and the long hug. The long hug thing was... Greg's was, Patriots fandom is just was, simply about 4,000 miles I mean, in the rear I mean, I am a Tom point. Brady fan, and I'm a Bucks fan on some level. I'm rooting for him to play well, but the way he handled this... You know, it's it's not a big deal to me, but uh, it's not great. I just don't know what the NFL's 
going to do I I these calls are going to happen. And you could change the rule about the um landing on the quarterback potentially like the full body weight and that's what was called here. In in theory they could pull back. They almost never pull back on these safety rules because I think the full body weight part of the rule is extremely difficult to officiate. Basically impossible. It's nebulous. It, it is. Um but the, <laughs> like terrible calls like this are going to happen. So the only question is whether you can have someone as the extra official who's already there and they're already making some changes from New York and from the stadium, the sky judge, where things get changed and it nothing was challenged and they're changed quickly. And they're like, oh, actually, we fixed something. Can something like this be yes. fixed? Because, yes. because yeah. officials are going to make mistakes. It's impossible. Like Patrick, the thing that bothers me is people get so mad at the officials and like Patrick Mahomes makes big mistakes every game. These officials, it's impossible. We've been on the sidelines for games. You can't, you can't get it right. Like they're not going to get it right. Like that consistently. It's impossible. It's like, I, I'm with you hundred percent. Like I, I don't think it should be ref must get it perfectly right. Or all of Arrowhead stadium is ready right. to verbally lash him. It's like, make it reviewable. Right. It's just simply that simple. Quickly. You don't need to stop down the game. You don't have to worry about pace of play. Have New York look at it and buzz down and be like, no, we're not going to go. We're picking up the flag. That's it. Why is that so hard? And hopefully, hopefully these two incidents happening but uh, over 24 hours is the impetus. But you know what it probably will be? And this is annoying, but this is the way the league works. We see it all the time. It's going to take some team getting robbed in the playoffs and ending their Lombardi dreams for something to happen because it feels like only way rule changes happen now is when some team gets ripped off in January. Well, then they can a month later go to the little competition committee and slap each other on the back and announce a rule See, change. We we think that'd be a quick one, but that play last night I think had enough weird things going on with you know the ball coming out was was part of it too and they even answered after the game that it was the full body weight thing and he did seem to put his arm down which is he what did. they're looking for but I've read the rule it's there's no like exact right answer and we'd like to think that common sense they would have fixed that call immediately but that felt like it could have been a four minute thing I like Joe Buck's uh comment on it uh, about Chris Jones. Is he supposed to disappear? <laughs> that's exactly what he's supposed to do to not get a flag. So that seems dumb and they should change it. What else was dumb on Monday night? Devontae Adams, super frustrated and we get it. And you could hear uh, the Monday night football recap. Uh, Greggy uh, put out for around the NFL of the Raiders 30-29 loss to the Chiefs. What a game. Uh, One of the games of the year. Amazing game. It kind of made up and made up for the Thursday night game, which opened weeks, week five in horrific form, and then we got a great close at the end of the, on, on the back end there. But anyway, Adams, after he has a rightfully overturned reception that would have maybe won the game uh, for the Raiders with their kicker in automatic mode overturned, then he runs into Hunter Renfro on the final route on fourth and one, and then the game's over. So he's hot, he's furious, he's upset. Some random cameraman walks in front of him in front of the t- uh, tunnel, and he shoves him to the ground and just walks away. It's caught on cameras. He's getting killed on social media, and he did reach out. Well, I don't know if he reached out to the guy, uh, but it's a freelance worker uh, for ESPN's Monday Night Football. He tweeted almost immediately trying to get his arms around it. Sorry to that dude. And then he, at his locker, discussed it as well. But just not a great look, Mark, uh, for Adams, who just looked basically like a bully. I mean, that's bully behavior right there. Yeah, because the size differential and everything else, and you're a football, giant football player in pads. This is a 
a, essentially a media individual. I mean, I, 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 it's emotional. It's going on. We don't know what's inside his head. For me, it's like you, you apologize. You settle it somewhere if you need to. Ideally in Dust person. Dust in the wind. Or on or the in, phone or sure. on face. Not just like say, send something on Twitter. I hope the guy sees this. Bro, you, you kind of – that was a bad job. Just connect with the guy. It was not a great right. job. Move forward. I, I think the the fact that he shoved him while he's wearing while he has he's holding all this equipment and then he just walks right past him after shoving it to the ground that was you, you that was the part of the thing where I think he could face discipline if he had sort of realized what he did in the moment and right. then like helped the guy up well, or whatever bad luck. it's like one of Dan's Irish goodbyes out of the cozy inn <laughs> exactly um, and by the way there was an incident report that was filed and I just like the wording in it because it was a it was a it was bully behavior, and he pushed the dude down. But it wasn't vicious. It wasn't like, oh my god, is that guy going to be okay? Uh, here is the language in the incident report: the victim made arrangements for private transport to the hospital for treatment. At which time he called police. The injuries are prelim- preliminarily thought to be non-life threatening. Okay, let's calm down. Just, let's not get too litigious here. We don't know, Dan. Crappy moment. We don't know what. We Adams don't know the condition it. of his body. All right, let's pause right here and take a break. We'll be right back. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets, Meets World House. House. Take a listen. We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. When, yes. those, when those legends get here, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> you're here. You're here already. No. Uh, we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this that's day. The that's we the problem. We didn't realize it until we uh, oh. started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh my God. We were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young. We were kids and, and so self-involved. Egomaniacs. Yeah. And <laughs> didn't realize well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And, right. and then right. you get into, right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how oh. lucky we were yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. In other news, uh, Ron Rivera stepped in it on Monday. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the commanders are one in four heading into Thursday night football. All the other teams in the NFC East are balling out. Five and oh, Eagles, Cowboys and Giants, four and one. So he's facing some. Uh, heat, and rightfully so, for the commanders not doing much. And when he was asked about the difference between Washington and the rest of the thriving NFC East, like I said, Ron Rivera stepped in it. Why do you think 
the teams in the division are farther ahead at this point? Quarterback. The truth is that this is a quarterback-driven league. And if you look at the teams that have been able to sustain success, oh, no. they've been able to build it around a specific quarterback. You know, Quarter Zip Nation is not feeling good about that because he Ron Rivera is wearing a really like nice cashmere maroon quarter zip. I call it a three-quarter zip. Um, with a button down underneath it. And he he looks like a, a art museum curator. And he just buries his quarterback. So tough, tough moment for quarter zip nation. He tugged down tugboat. Tug me down. Hard. <laughs> you might have to say he's wearing a three-quarter zip. He doesn't deserve the quarter <laughs> Distance myself from it? Yeah. Uh, he, you know, there was some extra context to that. He, like, praised Carson Wentz at one point in those answers. And he was trying to <laughs> – and he apologized to oh, today man. saying he doesn't want to be yes, he did. a distraction. And he created distraction. He spoke with Carson privately. Right. By, by that <laughs> the way he clumsily answered. But part of the problem was his answer made no sense. Because his the way he was trying to answer it was saying that the continuity that they've had at quarterback in their systems is what led them to, to greater success. Okay, we have Daniel Jones quarterback in, in his third in his third system. He just started his new system uh, five weeks ago, same time as sure. uh, Carson Wentz. Uh, and and Scott Turner, by the way, has been there a while. The offensive coordinator for Washington and uh, Dallas is four and one with a backup quarterback. So it like it, it, no. it none of it. Made, no, the logic doesn't hold. It never made. And any I don't sense. know what it is, or maybe I kind of do, but you know you can't really put your finger on it because you're not in the buildings. But Carson Wentz will just wherever he goes, he's gonna take fire, and sometimes faster than you realize. And Indy, it was by the end of the season. Uh, here it's by you know not even Halloween. He's getting uh, kind of. Like I, roped into these type of conversations. I thought Ron a lot Rivera of commanders was, in Washington D.C. in the Pentagon. He was pointing more at himself, actually, because I can't think of a you know old school veteran co- coach around the league that seems to verbally care less about going and getting that young quarterback. If anything, it's I want I want Alex Smith. I want you know fill in the blank low level guy that we. They wanted tra- Stafford too. No, Stafford wanted no piece they, of that. But like we just talked about, what happens to coaches that do this? Well, I think this is an example of Ron not listening to his quarterback. Because if he had listened to what Carson Wentz said back in July, he might have acted a little differently. As we all know, decided to really go ahead and uh, start to take command. He didn't take command. Rivera has not taken command. No, he has not. And he could find himself uh, not commanding a roster too much longer if things don't change. We're getting close. For Washington. Mm. Uh, in other news, speaking of stepped in it, um, Keenan Allen at the end of the Chargers game, and I know you guys were a little softer on Brandon Staley in the aftermath of this than I was, but I was not into him going for it on fourth and two in his own territory, up two points in that situation. And Keenan Allen was in agreement. He was inactive with a hamstring injury, and he tweeted, WTF are we doing? And then he deleted that tweet, but then he uh, had a follow-up tweet in which he was like, you know, something along the lines of, oh, I have it right here. So glad he missed that because man, man, man. So he's calling out his coach for not knowing what he's Never doing. Never do the follow-up tweet. If you de- right. if you delete it, just go go, right. go silent, go, go offline for two days. And if you're following what's going on and, and hearing the whispers and the reporting around the Chargers, it doesn't seem like Brandon Staley has great command of this locker room. Keenan Allen is a highly respected veteran. Uh, Staley addressed the 
uh, Twitter snafu this week? Keenan's heart is is with me, is with us. And, um, you know, to me, I have understanding of where he was at in that moment because he's not with his team. They're in the fire. That's a money down that he's used to being out there, um, which makes it a lot better for us. And uh, it's just part of sports. And, um, you know, we're going to become closer because of it. Uh, we already became closer this morning because of it. And uh, we're going to keep it moving to Denver. Speaking of guys in trouble. Wait, what What have you – What you said there were reports that he doesn't have command of the locker room? Where, I'm, I'm not saying he's not – he's getting ready to take command. There there are some uh, reports out there. I've, I've seen them. I'll have to, I'll have to surface them specifics. for you. I want specifics. I didn't know that. Um, but that uh, things weren't so hot hmm. in Chargers land. Did you see those reports, Mark Sessler? There were whispers. I remember talking a couple, it was a couple weeks ago that there was stuff bubbling up okay. that maybe, you know – Last year at this Isn't time. Isn't it nice when we got something on Greggy? Greg's like, oh, I, got, I got the pulse. Well, so the no, whole I mean, you'd have something if you actually gave the report. Yeah, or that just would be the you, you set the table for the report. I got the pulse. <laughs> just wait. I, I, can't, just, I'm, I, I wasn't tried. ready to cite sources here because you're ambushing me in the middle of the podcast. But trust That's me, there was something out there that it's I will new, find. It was news to me that he's taken uh, some heat. And uh, it doesn't surprise me, though, because there's probably a lot of people. Oh, it does lo- surprise you because you didn't know about it. And Zeuser did. Look, check mark. I used to know a guy who would Blue check. talk about being the ATN check, insider, baby. that he would not only double source it, he would triple source it. And now he's doing the, you know, he's falling hard. I told you, see. Let's see. He's hitting. Greg likes to be like, oh, nothing can hurt me. Nothing. I deflect all. But that one got him deep. That was a knife into the ribs. No, it's more if you come after me, you know, and more importantly, journalistically, if you're going to come after Brandon Staley, you got to back it up with with some facts. You're right, Greg. Dan a shout out. Thank you, Paul Rudd. You nailed this one, Greg. You got me. <laughs> you do it. You know, it's like the. Uh, I love this. It's like the Stephen A. Smith thing. Oh, reports. You know. Okay. Watch out. All right. Watch just, out, Staley. Watch your back. Just that was give me a, a parallel. Minute. Just give me a minute. I will dig this up, and maybe my producer Justin can uh, help out as well, because we need to get the sourcing right for Greg to admit he just got got. You got got in the NFL news business. We'll see. We'll see. Aren't we a little surprised that Keenan Allen wouldn't be completely and intimately familiar with the way this team operates on fourth down? He's been in probably 100 meetings where Staley said, this is what we do in these situations. He's not a sports reporter from like Eyewitness News that's that's just (laughs) discovering this. I think it goes to Dan's uh, point that when he was upset with the going for the fourth down, players are the same as fans are the same as journalists. They've seen football operated in a certain way forever. Yeah. And they've just accept that that's the right way to do things. And anyone, whether you like it or not, who's going to go against that, there's going to be a lot of people that don't like it, including I, I in your own that, locker room. I just, I'm saying that he's been closer to a team that operates this way, this way than 99.9% of players, coaches, or the rest of the earth. It's fair. I mean, this is what the Chargers did all last year. They're doing it again. Um, all right. Uh, I think that's everything in the news. Yes, that's what's happening in the news. Are we taking a break here, Justin? Let's take a break, and we'll be right back. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Fuma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. When those those legends get here, let me know. (laughs) (laughs) You're here. You're here already. No, we didn't either when we were watching this. That's the problem. We didn't realize it until we uh, started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh my God. You were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were young. kids and and so self involved. Egomaniacs and (laughs) didn't realize how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And and then you get into as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how lucky we were to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. We're back. All right. I have uh, surfaced some of the reporting out there. Uh, there was a bad loss to the Jaguars in week three in which only two team captains were available to speak to the media, yes. Herbert and Eckler. None of the defensive captains spoke with the media. Uh, and apparently they left the stadium very quickly. A former Charger scout. Uh, had tweeted out that he was hearing some rumblings from inside the building that the players were not buying into the coaching staff's messaging. Ooh. And then to follow it up. So wait, a fired scout, Brentley Weissman, sent one tweet out. We're going with that as a sort. I'm not accepting that. As and a then Keenan Allen uh, took to Twitter just this week. I don't know yeah. if you heard. Oh, we talked about it <laughs> and openly called out his head coach's okay. decision making. So uh, that's where we're at. <laughs> Okay. There's layers to this, and Greg you, has you're, been you're, educated. Unco- you're uncovering we the layers. Haven't, we haven't gone full reporting yet, but we do have a fired former scout um, who said he heard some rumblings. Mm. Well, I'm just saying mm. that context is important. It okay. wasn't like Ian Rappaport Do you get the feeling that. that things are hunky-dory there, or it's probably more likely that Allen, in concert with some of this mm. reporting slash whispers, might speak to a disconnect? I, I guess it hadn't um, occurred to me that they have, like – locker room problems yet. Mm. What, about, what about after this reporting? Does it, does it occur to you now? Brentley, that that might, might Brentley Weissman doesn't do enough for me. Why I are you against Brentley stuff? Weissman so much? He could be a man of absurd integrity. Right, but he was literally <laughs> fired by the team. Yeah, uh, but what's the what are the circumstances behind his yeah, dismissal? Sure. We'll have to find out. Hmm. He also worked for the Patriots, Raiders, Oregon, and UCLA. Hey. As always, hashtag go ducks. Let's let's uh, check in on something else before we get to the TNF preview. Uh, we know, obviously, um, what's going on with certain people having guys. This is Mark Needs a Guy. Update. <laughs> All right. Yes, Mark Needs a Guy. It's a feisty show. If you're just tuning in, the following players are not an option. Talanoa Hufanga, safety San Francisco. Don't need him. Tariq Woolen, cornerback, Seattle. 
Jack Jones, cornerback, New England. So those are the three players off the board as Mark uh, continues his quest uh, for a guy. What's well, uh, the sound you're making? <laughs> <laughs> <I'm just laughing. laughs> Any developments, uh, Mark, since Sunday night as you've had a chance to ruminate and think about, I need a guy. They got guys. I need one. Any updates? I will p- be presenting a short list for your uh, for you to accept or design. To no, the whole it's thing. not. Whoa. It's no, 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 no. It's your guy. I, I know how I this will work. I got a guy. But I will be on Thursday um, announcing a short list of okay. candidates. Well, that's, I'm glad I can talk to you before this because um, there was a guy that came to mind well, that another might guy. be one of your guys. I got All right. a guy that does this. Hey. I got a guy that does that. Because he's, you know, he's kind of, he's relatively under the radar. He's on the Browns, um, which is a team that you, you focus on. Um, and his name is Jeremiah Uusu Koromoa, but oh, he was really like radar. one of the lead guys on my making Can the leap this year. Jeremiah Uusu Koromoa, who's who's a very well known player. Oh, the, was yes, supposed the, to be the, a line, the second round pick. But I've really yeah. been pumping him up for a long time. Off made him the, sort of a centerpiece of the making the leap. So if that was someone he, Mark was he's considering, out. he's out. The he's announcement out. is he's, well, he's out. out. He can't First be of all, I can't list. believe Greg called him under the radar. I mean, he was special last year, and he's becoming even more so now. He's been hurt a little bit here and there, but I mean. I don't, you can have them, Greg. If you're, if you, if this is what fuels you, <laughs> there's there are clearly voids in the re, in other aspects of your life. If this is what you need, you can have it. Here I, we're is talking about heading out. Now he's going to other aspects. Here of is, my I don't life. know why this is so important the to, to you. The updated list: Talanoa, Hufanga, safety, San Francisco. Give me the music. Tariq Woolen, cornerback, Seattle. Jack Jones, cornerback, New England. Jeremiah Owusa Koromoa, linebacker, Cleveland. Off the board. With more to come. That's fine. That's just a tease. Speaking of uh, tease, Washington and Chicago. The Commanders and the Bears play on Thursday Night Football this week. Hold on to your Jim Gray butt because we got a command off. A command off. Because we know Carson Wentz is getting ready to take command. Wow, very newsy show. But listen to Matt Eberflus just today on Justin Fields. Hmm. The guys are just getting used to it. You know, the, the, you can feel Justin, you know, comfortable uh, where he is uh, right now in the offense. He's taking command. Oh! <laughs> right on time. And As now... Know, decided to really go ahead and uh, start to take command. We have Commander's Bears in primetime, two quarterbacks taking command. Who will fully grasp what they're they should have attempting Dan to on the grasp. pregame show to <laughs> unveil. It's this, a command off, plot. baby. Like they could do the funny <laughs> graphics. They could show the thing. Maybe you could be on a boat. I don't know. I. <laughs> anyway, Washington at Chicago. And a reminder, this TNF preview is presented by Prime Video, the new exclusive home for Thursday night football. Mark, your thoughts on this ballgame? If anything, I think. Justin Fields is coming off his best game. I, I don't know what that means week to week for the Bears, but passing-wise, I thought he looked better than he had in the past. There's nothing around him. I mean, the number one receiver on the Bears has 10 receptions. No one else has more than nine. They, they just, they, they've had games where he's had, you know, seven, eight, nine completions. The game against the, 
the Giants was a hot mess. But I thought Fields played better last week. He had like a 52-yard run that was erased by penalty where you kind of see what Justin Fields can do in the open field. I mean, really, uh, to me, in maybe a better system would be a better quarterback. I don't know. They're, they don't have a good line in front of them. I don't have a lot of uh, like hopes that if the, that the commanders got hot, because the, I feel like they've been really streaky. They've had a quarter or two where if they're, they get buried early and then Wentz has to bring them back, you can see what Washington's offense is capable of. And I would give this, I think Washington basically for Ron Rivera needs to do this to save their season. They, they are in hot water if they fell in this one. And this is a sitting duck Bears team potentially on offense. I mean, if Washington get, falls here, I, you are talking about the floor falling out. And yet I, I'm really struggling to pick this game just because I, I feel like the Bears have a little something-something that the Commanders don't have. Like I, if, the, if this game is close, and it probably will be at the end, I can just imagine the Bears pulling out an ugly win and feeling good about themselves and the Commanders finding They almost way, did against Minnesota. Right, uh, finding a way to lose. The Bears protected Justin Fields incredibly well against Minnesota. Makes me wonder a little about, about that Minnesota defense. I mean, Justin Fields was uh, cooking steaks back there, Dan. Mm-hmm. Cooking steaks and packing cake. Doing math. I don't know. There's there's been a lot a lot of uh, phrases for getting great pass protection, but he needs it because no one holds the ball longer or takes longer to make a decision to throw the ball than Justin Fields right now. But he did throw the ball pretty well, and and like Mark said, I think if you can just get his legs a little more involved, he he's led them in rushing a couple times lately. Good tidbit here uh, from the NFL research team. The commanders pressure QBs on the highest percentage of dropbacks of any team in the league. And by the way, did you happen to see Montez Sweat and what he was doing um, in that game on Sunday? Uh, he was all over the Titans. Um, and who were they? It was the back. It was the left tackle that replaced Taylor Luan, correct? Yes, Dennis Daly. Yeah, he was having a hard time of it. He should change his name to Dennis Snapley because he was getting beat on a that. That's how often he was getting beat. Untoward? No. no. Oh, it's, 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 it's human Our being. other producer, Drew, is actually leaving the studio now. <laughs> he took off his headset, and he's leaving. He other walked. people are booing, getting the thumbs, thumbs down. Th- even Sean Kelly's giving you the thumbs down. That's the most positive man in the world. Oh, Drew did come back. That's good. Uh, yes, Dennis Daly was getting hammered by Montez Sweat. I'm shocked that the Washington Commanders the have uh, the highest pressure rate in the league because they haven't been a good defense. It hasn't like added up to be. And Chase average. Young's not there yet, right? That was the thing with the Rivera quote was like, "Oh, quarterbacks in our way." Your team had one of the worst defenses in the league a year ago, and you're below average in every possible metric this year too. And you're a defensive coach, so it's not just the quarterback. Yeah, it's nope. a it's a tough game to pick. Um, it is the according to the power rankings twenty nine v thirty, and it's coming off. The Colts Broncos game. So Al's not happy. Al ain't happy. Well, Maybe we'll the, be surprised though. I think the NFL's sweating too, thinking. But Fields is. I feel like Fields is the because we know Wentz has this ability to get hot, and we saw what he did with uh, Deami Brown uh, connecting. On I mean, two he long. threw for like three fifty yeah, and a couple did, right. a beautiful three fifty nine and two long he has touchdowns. Three games of three hundred plus with multiple touchdowns. It's not that he's not productive. So let's sell this one. Let's sell this one, baby. Uh, the Commanders can score points. Carson Wentz can potentially create a scenario where they score 25 to 30 points. And Justin Fields, like we've been saying, coming off his best game with some confidence, a little bit of swag. Uh, maybe, baby, we end up getting a game that's fun to watch to make up for what happened last Thursday. Two desperate teams. It won't It won't be worse. I, I will guarantee it. It'll be better than last Thursday. Oh, it cannot Thursday. be worse. 
That was one of the worst games I've ever watched last week. I, I agree. It's a big game. I, I don't know if you can be a cornered commander. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you, I mean, you can be. You're bad. Because they're, they're cornered right now. Mark's right. This feels like a... World history is filled with corner uh, like commanders that eventually were cornered. I don't know about line yeah. in the sand, if that's the right word, but if they fall to one and five and losing in Chicago in a in an island game, maybe their only island game all year, it, it's going to get ugly. That There's no overt plan Ron Rivera can point to as a commander at that point. And a reminder, you can watch this game on mobile with NFL+. Plus. There you go. All right, that was the TNF preview presented by Prime Video. The new era of Thursday Night Football is officially here, and it's only on Prime Video. Let's uh, finish the show by, yes, we have been talking about this off-air for weeks, I feel like. Uh, we even, in a rec- what would have been a reckless uh, decision, almost made it a segment during our live show in <laughs> London uh, at the O2 Forum before thinking better of it. We were jet-lagged. Um, yes, we were not at, at, at the top of our game mentally at that point. Um, but Sunday, we teased it. It is finally time to play Frisky or Spicy. Spicy? Feeling kind of frisky? <laughs> Justin's really uh, pumped up back there today. I like it. He he, he brought the A effort. What is that uh, from, Justin? Do not know. Oh, oh so he did not. The he effort. did not. Someone else effort. is working I very hard. I directed Eric to find sounds, and Eric did a great Eric job. Roberts. Well, ex- Eric, Eric did an excellent job. Would you call he him did. Eric Daily? Would Eric you? Weekly? Oh, Snapply? Ouch. Snapply. I would call him Eric... Awesome. Wait, a question for you. Because we just, we just, like, basically. Justin, why, Justin, why don't we turn off the mic for a while, bud? Snaply. We give, we give Justin it. credit for it. Would he have broken in to say, actually, I didn't do that. One of my coworkers know, did. There was, he was silent until. Justin, you know I love you, but let's just, let's go quiet for a little bit and just think about some stuff. kind of frisky. <laughs> Uh, frisky, yeah. what is frisky? What is spicy? That is the question. I'll give my definition as I give my first team. I think frisky is a team that is annoying. They're a team that you look at your schedule in week one and you go, that's back pocket win. And then that team starts the season and you notice that the teams that are supposed to be handling them are struggling to defeat them. Sometimes they don't even beat them. So the Atlanta Falcons to me, are an example of a frisky team. I don't think they're spicy because I don't think they're ready to make that leap to being a team that's really fighting for a playoff spot or giving anyone a scare in the NFC South. But at the same time, I believe them to be a team that's going to be a tough opponent week after week. Frisky, the Falcons. I I feel like they are the textbook definition of frisky, especially the way that you described it. I do see a scenario, though, and this is, and I'll have to find out who would come up and fit this scenario. That you no, could we be, don't need that one. That you could be spicy, even right. if you uh, aren't that good, or even if you have no chance to make the playoffs. Somehow you just there's a level to the interest, and I, there's a team in my mind where you are spicy, even if you're not like great at football. Even if you're gonna finish seven and ten, you could be spicy just because you're so darn tasty. You okay, know what well, I mean? share it. Well, what's the okay? The I team? think I think the Seahawks are spicy. Because, yes, the Seahawks are frisky in a way. To me, they're more spicy. And that doesn't mean I think they're going to go to the playoffs, but they're like the number one offense in the league right now. I mean, you don't get much more spicy than a Geno Smith, uh, you know, big-time throw 
or a Geno Smith like press conference and answer. To me, they are very spicy. Uh, you don't get much more spicy with a, an over seventy uh, zaddy than Pete Carroll. Like they're spicy, and and it doesn't mean they're good. They're just I disagree spicy. with that. Just because my definition is different, you're not spicy unless you're really sending some shockwaves out there and you have a chance to make some big noise. Like for me, the Cowboys are spicy. Okay, the Cowboys are a team that they. They exceeded past Frisky, and now they are a team that has a defense that's given up one touchdown in each of the first five weeks that has big-time playmakers both in the front and the back end on defense and, yes, have Dak Prescott waiting in the wings, getting healthy as the team wins. They are spicy to me. I, I completely am with you with the Falcons. I'm with you on the Cowboys. I The Seahawks is Frisky, but I also see another team that's Frisky because I think Frisky is less embedded um, mm. There's a newness to it. It's kind of like you've had a crazy night out. You left your credit card at the bar. You've given your social security number to a band of teen robbers. You don't know what could happen. Right. And the world is new for you suddenly. And that is my frisky team, the New York Jets. Where we were three weeks ago, same old Jets. You got Joe Flacco out there getting his butt kicked. You, then suddenly that there's that inciting incident. The win over Cleveland was something that came so far from the wilderness and was so improbable that it kind of changed everything that happened for the Jets. Then suddenly, in comes Zach Wilson to complement the rest of this rookie class that 10 years from now, you might look at this rookie class and say, everything changed. Now you got Robert Sala, suddenly not a zombie on the sidelines, staring at the grass. He's starting to pump his fists, and they're going to go play Green Bay. And you could go from frisky to spicy, just like a last New York team did. If you go Whoa. into Green Bay and you handle your business, Zach Wilson, in his own way, maybe not numbers-wise, but leads an offense and outduels a depressing Packers team, that's how the Jets <laughs> flip the switch. I mean, depressing feels a little bit strong. They are depressing to me. But here is we – are, we are right church, different pew on that because I do think the Jets are right there. A win in Lambeau sends them to uh, spicy territory. I would say that too. Spicy though. town. But – I don't think they're frisky right now. They've graduated into this world in between. The Jets are feisty right now. The Jets are... <laughs> Wait, well, so it's frisky, spicy, or feisty? There's a feisty, and the Jets are... They qualify in this weird, like, netherworld of where they are. They were on frisky. They moved to feisty. Now they got the blinker on, and they're ready to turn on to Spicy Boulevard. All they got to do is beat Aaron Rodgers. And I, I, I just got to say, huh. this is the the best possible outcome for this Jets season. And I'm even saying any of this right now. Right, because we're four weeks removed from you making fun of Robert Sala and like <laughs> being annoyed at the answers he was giving. Making in press fun conference. of Robert Sala. No, I was Remember those frustrated. Answers. I, just, I was I worry angry. For you. I worry for you now. Putting too much brightness on them, like just now suddenly you're, just re- you're, you're ready to take them and put them in a category above all the other teams we're talking yeah, you about. Yeah, we some were degree. mocking like, the receipts. We were kind of mocking that, right. he, like that he was being uh, annoyed. Absolutely, by the I was. That's all I'm saying. Right. And so we're, I'm confused though, because feisty to me <laughs> would be lower than frisky. Yeah, so, I don't, I see, I'd rather hang out with Frisky than Feisty. to me is just feisty. like, hey, you might pop up in a given week, and you're not, you know, you're not a, a doormat, right? Like, the Bears, if they win this week especially, but the Bears, to me, have shown some feistiness. They're not frisky. Then they're definitely mm. not spicy. See, I'm with but Ray if on they this. get to 3-3... Three three, I think it's... Uh, again, this is a segment where you let it flow through you. Yeah, it does. And for me, 
Um, there is a, a world in between frisky and spicy, and for that, it's feisty. Now, they're you guys cl- have a different They're clearly frisky view. at the very least. Oh, they are absolutely. I, I believe frisky. they graduated from frisky after yesterday, but Sunday. But even then, Wait. to to Mark's point, maybe I got to calm down a little bit. Maybe the Dolphins just, were, you know, just they, turn it down a little bit. Third court, third string quarterback. Wait, I, I want to ask a question the about um, the Cowboys. I know it's circling back, but I think it gets to the heart of frisky and feisty and spicy mm-hmm. and, and all the things. What does expectation have to do with the term? And what does sort of the team's history have to do with the terms? Because the Cowboys are 16 and 6 in their last two seasons. You know, they won 12 games last year. Uh, they are America's team. They're nobody's underdog. Yes, they've been playing with a Big backup. Big zaddy energy. They've been playing with a backup quarterback. I'll just and say I, this. We're nobody's underdog. Yeah. Right. And I, Stop it. Can I answer your question, Greg? I think that gets to feisty. But to me, they're sort of not – they're not They're not frisky because they're the Cowboys. I don't think that they belong in this exercise because they are oh. – they were the – I know the Eagles have bubbled up, but they spent much of the offseason as a division favorite. They were a playoff team a year ago. And they don't fit with the rest of the teams we're kind of talking about here, where they're kind of—they're not coming from the wilderness. They're the most on-brand, advertised team out there. With that, somehow is—I mean, if Cooper Rush were to be their quarterback the rest of the year, I'd stick him into this. They, I mean, they were on this podcast anyway, mostly buried as an afterthought. Over under ten and a half summer. wins, seventh in the NFL coming in. Really, the year. but they're not an unknown. We're talking about teams but, that are like, but here, maybe overachieving. So we're no, things, maybe a good team can be frisky. right. And things changed from even August. What you're saying, Mark. Like when Dak went down, everyone, everybody, and I mean everybody, said they were done. Every single person on this network and elsewhere said, "Oh, the cat! Look how bad they looked in the first place in Week One against the Bucks." And then Dak bro- Dak broke his thumb, and now we got Cooper Rush coming in here. They are cooked, and guess what? They weren't cooked. So that because they got knocked down into like this, their cooked status. They, to me, get into this bucket, and they are absolutely spicy. They are spicy. If, spicy if, if, if we want to shove them spicy, into one of these categories, spicy for the most part. it's spicy, but they also have a Super Bowl-level <laughs> defense, and there's no other team that we're talking about here with anything like that on either side of Wait, the ball. Wait, what was that, Mark? <laughs> spicy. If you're spicy, you're just spicy. Spicy food stays spicy for the most part. <laughs> Did I actually say that? Yeah, that point? was not a cut up thing. That was just um, the word spicy. You, My God. This season, especially, Mark, I could always count on you. If I'm feeling a little bit self-conscious, like uh, maybe I shouldn't bring up the Jets. Mark, you will bring up the Jets this year. Um, so I'll bring up the Browns. And they are frisky to me. And that's this is like they're frisky in a frustrating way because of everything. Their three losses have been super annoying. But you don't go into Cleveland or welcome Cleveland in and think, oh, we're just going to walk over these guys because they will give you a game. They have uh, Nick Chubb, who, by the way, I understand the way a game plays out. And I understand Jake Brisket's been playing really well this season. But how does Nick Chubb only have 17 carries on Sunday? This guy can't be tackled. Well, because so many of them just like ended in the end zone. So that I mean, ends yeah, the I drive. Mean, but I see what you're saying. He should that be getting was part the ball. Was he like ended the chance a, for more carries by going for 40 yard touchdowns? But I'm touchdowns. saying he had half the amount of touches that uh, Brissett had throws in this game. And it's just like, or carries, I should say. But anyway, I think the Browns are frisky. You, you said frustrating, and I made a category for them. 
frustrating to bizarre levels because I don't find them frisky. <laughs> That's really outside it, the bounds of this segment. But, but you created okay. your – what's Kid feisty? Next? That wasn't that, – That's just, within the bounds. It's got a Y at the end. Well, you but you're going to decide everything. <laughs> it also fits in the lower third graphically on the YouTube I show, don't think frisky, feisty, I don't spicy. think they're frisky. When can we work on something for the lower third for Mark's uh, category? Frustrating to bizarre levels. I don't think yeah. they're frisky when you can count on them to blow it. They blo- they, the reason the Jets yeah, are I'm in this you. category, or we're even talking about the Jets, is because of the Browns. The reason we're talking about the Falcons is because they ran for 202 yards on the Browns. But I can count on them to blow it. Like the Lions, who I think are frisky. It was they were the until Lions Sunday. Don't fit into any of these categories. Until, before Sunday, they did. Sure. Yeah. Not now. Okay, but, I, I don't well, think the Browns you know, fit. I'm not I'm, burying the the Lions off one terrible offensive performance. I mean, they're one in five. Wouldn't are they? Do they strike you as frisky or yes. spicy? The Lions, they're yes. frisky. I think they're frisky. Hmm. I think they'll get back to think frisky. Of, think of their entire team makeup win before game. Sunday. Go win a game, you, but you don't have to win to be frisky. You well, can just be like, meddlesome. I mean, at some point, being one in seven, you're not frisky. <laughs> they're one. I mean, they're okay. a mess right now. Okay, uh, the Browns don't fit, and I think they're a great uh, team to talk about in this exercise. Thank you for what saying a- that. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, now I have to stop after every line because because AI Mark speaks about everything. <laughs> the points are always good. Yeah, no, they they really are. I I can't really explain why, but the Browns don't fit. I mean, it might be partly because they made a loathsome transaction this offseason um, that made me not root for them in general. But I also would say the way they've played this season is not frisky, feisty, or spicy. They've just been. A surprisingly great offense that is dumb and finds ways to lose. So I don't find that frisky. Sounds frisky to me. That doesn't sound frisky, feisty, or spicy. That just sounds like disappointing, to Mark's point. What was your category, Mark? Frustrating to bizarre levels. I got to say, I think that's where I put them. Because here's the thing. They just just seem like an annoying team to me because they're not living up to their potential. They should be 4-1. and Living up to their potential, Greg, you had buried this but team as so having re- basically no chance hey, to contend. Newsflash: I was incredibly wrong in that preseason analysis, like I was about many teams, like we all are. You could see within a week or two they were not a bottom five team. They they, they do feel like they should be four and one, right? And that there's some bad uh, juju going on. Mm. Well, there's and, also that, Jacoby Brissett three interceptions, such leading directly to three losses. It, it, but it's weird because. He, he's kind of like the poor man's Gino this year. He ranks in the top six or seven in Just basically three terrible throws that have really right. messed up. Every every other, if, you t- yeah. if you took those three throws away, I guarantee they're four and one, maybe five and oh. Yeah, I think I had a little higher hopes for the Browns hanging around before the season. So this feels like who they were. It's just, the, but you're right. The way they've lost the games makes it harder, but I just think they are frisky. They're like, don't mess with the Browns. Don't sleep on the Browns. Okay. So you, so they you need guys, some wins. You guys put the they C, got two. the Seahawks in in frisky. Fix your defense a little, and then they can really get. What How about the, the Patriots? Brown, the Browns play the Patriots this week, and I think in a frisky bowl. I mean, yeah, I think the Patriots are clearly frisky, mm. maybe even feisty. Mm. Okay, they go to Green Bay. They lose their backup quarterback immediately. That thing goes to overtime. They beat the team of ATL in a shutout. Another with, frisky team, according with to you. With a third-string quarterback. And the week before that, <laughs> they're going back and forth with the Ravens in like a weird offensive shootout where they actually have a lead uh, late in that game. Yeah. To me, they're very frisky because they don't really okay. seem like a good team. I agree. But you don't know. You don't want them on your schedule. They're definitely not spicy. No. Uh, I think the reason I be hesitated feisty, is because my frisky category – um, Jets, Browns, Falcons, Seahawks, Lions. They're all teams that 
they've been kind of fun to watch and they they uh, they entertain you even if they don't always win. I can't say that I've enjoyed watching the Patriots this season, uh, but at the same time, I understand what you're saying. There are definitely boxes that are being checked They might checked be here. more feisty, actually. They could be feisty. I mean, feisty. feisty. They're feisty. They're Bill feisty. Belichick, I like that. Bill Belichick in his press conferences is feisty. Patriots are feisty. They're That's feisty. good. They're, They're not fun to watch, so you're right. I think frisky better be, what are we doing calling something frisky if there's no enjoyment attached to it? I think Massachusetts exactly. people in general are feisty. I didn't realize that growing up. Mm. I just thought that's how, how everyone mm-hmm. was. And then I was just like, nope, m- me and all my friends are jerks. <laughs> that's just um, what happens. But you extend friendship to each other, so there is some. You, yes, we're some you cut that as a drop loyal. moving forward? Thank you. <laughs> all right, any other thoughts? I, I've shared all of mine. I got to say, I think... I think the, Do we have the Giants? The yeah, Giants are I have spicy. Giants are spicy. Yeah, I put spicy. them spicy. I don't even... I, oh, please, Greg. You they're know. frisky. You know, why not, Why is it with you and the Giants? Why can't you just... I just think they're frisky. Give some pop. There are a lot of teams that start out fast and end up with eight wins, and those, to me, are frisky teams. And I still kind of think that's where the Giants are headed, but we'll see. And Mark, you Oh, that's from the live show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Mark, your category, one more time, can I have it? Because I know... Uh, one more team that belongs in the Browns category. Uh, nope, which is where I put the Lions. Or if you want frustrating to bizarre levels, right. Browns and Raiders, because we, we talked oh, the Raiders. Raiders. Yeah, Raiders as well. I know the Raiders. To me, they're not. <sighs> last night, last night was a night. Two weeks ago, they ran the ball a ton. I kind of like that. Last night, had they pulled that off, we're talking about something at that point because right. they, they're close. They're close. But right now, I can't really put them into frisky or spicy. I don't want to watch them every week necessarily. I I kind of like watching them. Uh, you know they. They made the Broncos look interesting for one week. That was the most watchable Broncos game. They they have found a way to lose insane games to the Titans, the Cardinals, and the Chiefs. But they're they're not far away. They're certainly the best one and four team in the NFL. All right, that's not a bold. Let statement. me just. I'm just gonna my last thing. I just because I want to give them. It's the team of around the NFL. It's been a rough go since we named them that. But I just want to go through the five weeks. And I understand Sunday was terrible. 38-35 loss to the Eagles, who are 5-0. 36-27 win over Washington. 28-24 loss to Minnesota, 4-1. 48-45 shootout loss to Geno MVP and the Seahawks before a meltdown in New England, and they are hardly the first team to go up to New England and get humbled by uh, getting just outcoached uh, and lose 29-zip. I think there's enough There's enough there to give them frisky status. Can I, so they have their bye week, okay? Good they come out of it, it. They go to Dallas, one of the, a team that's not going to give up 45 points while they score 45. So I'm saying if they fall to one and five against the Cowboys, and then you've got the Packers and other. But it tough- matters how they play. It's not just whether they win All or right. lose. But at some point, so so if they were one and eight, but they're losing games 38 to 39, you're still frisky. Yeah, them. to me. Okay. But that's my, I don't need them to be winning a lot of games. To be frisky. Think, a frisky you know could what? also be like a gnat, just like, I, 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 out I, of I the don't way. think they're going to give up. It, 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 Dan Campbell and this staff, I'm going to believe that they're going to come out of this by week clawing their frisky. I think the Patriots Grit. game hurt me because I wondered if this offensive that. journey that, they're, that they've been on was more of an aberration than who they are week after week, but they didn't have DeAndre Swift. So I will extend you know more time to them. I don't think they care that I'm doing that, but... <laughs> We'll see what happens. Actually, they're right now like piped they're in like, oh, listening. Thank God. Yes. We got an extension. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there it is. I don't know. Was that how what was what was going on there, um, Gravedigger? Come on back because I know you've been in kind of timeouts. Some of your bits didn't land earlier today. <laughs> but did that segment did that make any sense, that segment? 
A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great. You know, I will say I agree with you, Dan, on the feisty being between frisky and spicy. There we go. There we and go. And I don't think it has anything to do with the definition. It just kind of sounds like a combination of frisky and spicy. But you together. said the, yeah, the you call. said the Patriots are feisty, but that they're having they're not frisky. So it's yeah. very confusing. Well, no, you maybe kinda, it's not leveling up for you. It's just different you kinda, diagram worlds. You kind of won me over on the frisky thing with the okay. Pats a little bit. Okay. I was more hung up initially on like the. They're not like exciting or fun to watch. No. But. Well, let's be real. We yeah. we are, we keep getting caught in logic traps with this. It's a with tough this. one. And so it's you just have one. to say yes. I think you won me over with that last thing you said. Bailey no, Zappi, uh, he's frisky. He's feisty. He's people, feisty. People in New England need to calm down with like, hey, let's start this Zappy kid. They're he's just not like, spicy. Though. They're hungry for a quarterback uh, controversy. Is that his birth Give name? Me a break. I feel like that's a, a name that he at some point gave to himself. Bailey. I don't know. Zappy. Bailey yeah. Zappy. All right, so I think we covered a lot in today's show. Uh, we touched on the DJ, DJ feud, and we don't need it to go on any further because that just gives them something interesting to talk about on their show. So we'll just leave it where it is. It fuels them. Yeah. Uh, we talked about everything in the news. Mark needs a guy update. Uh, we have some, We have a development coming up on Thursday, you said, there. If or I maybe remember, the if, if I remember if I, right. one Dan of you and I really had an ugly source battle related to the Chargers. That was that, that, was, that was not pleasant, uh, but that's the way it goes sometimes. And then frisky, spicy, feisty, and the other category. Disappointing or whatever. Frustrating to a bizarre level or something like that. And then the TNF preview, we've covered a lot. We've said it all. Mark, you get the final word today. I love you both. Wow. That was not a sound drop. Do you believe it? I do. Same. Heed the call. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. 
I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. 